Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Greg Oliar. He hasn't been on the show for a while, so I'm so excited. He's got a new book. There's so much to talk about. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash start me up. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash start me up. And don't forget, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Greg Oliar. Welcome back to the show, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a long ass time. I know, I know. It has been. It beep, has been. Beep, beep. <laughs> but I was on your show and that was fun. And then I know you're busy. You have a busy normal schedule. And so um, we're doing this on Sunday. I'm, I'm putting it out on Monday. But uh, okay. you know, normally I do shows Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I'm making a special exception for you. Also, Stuttering John wants to have me on his show on Tuesday. So this all works out. <laughs> oh, that's good. You've never done his show before? No. No. Oh, he's fun. I love John. He's great. Yeah. He's he's a wonderful host. He's very warm and inviting and makes you feel at ease and, and uh you know, he's good. I, I, I like him. Well, you know, my bo- yeah. my my Bob. My Bob, my boyfriend Bob <laughs> <laughs> does his show also. And so he told me the same thing. He's like, Oh, you should totally do stuttering John. So um I just you know, he kept emailing me and I was like, We have the same schedule. Because I said I told him when I was available, and he's like, "But that's when I do my show." So it's like, "All right, I will find a way." So, uh, and you know what? Okay, I'm just gonna give every before we get into our political chat, I'm gonna okay. give everybody some advice. And I was so nervous because on Thursday, um, I started getting a very big and painful zit in the danger zone. Right? It's a danger zone. Is I don't know if it's a danger zone for you, but it's right between like your your nose on the side of your nose where it meets your cheek. And occasionally yeah, yeah. I get the most, I mean, maybe every once every two or three years, but they are nasty. And I'm like, no, no, because they start off. And as soon as like, as soon as you feel pain, you're like you in my experience, it's you can't fix it now. It's going to come up and it's going to be awful. It's going to be a big volcano. So I somebody somebody I think it was Bob, but so, somewhere along the way. I was told to get like an Advil gel cap and, you know, stick a pin in it, take the contents from the gel and rub it on your zit. And I'm not even kidding. It took it away. So I'm like so happy. So I don't have to cancel on stuttering John because of a huge volcano zit. (laughs) I think, first of all, they have makeup. You could put I, no, over but, the zit. but this would, I'm telling you, I've had these zits before. And what happens is I fuck with them and they become huge and you make up just where it falls off of it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's not, that's not good. See, if I put Advil on my nose, I'm allergic to ibuprofen and oh. it would swell up even more. Oh, no. I really would not be able to go do stuttering John so or, or anything else I, I had that problem in high school like the, yeah my lip would swell up to be like the size of a golf ball and I'm like well I can't go to school today yeah and then I'm home and I'm like I'm not sick it's kind of weird to be home when I'm not at, yeah. supposed to be at school and everyone what am I gonna do and 
um, yeah, that was not fun. No, that I know. I mean, I, I absolutely suffered acne for a long ass time. I mean, there was actually a time when I had, I was in my 30s, and I, the right side of my face would break out worse than my left, and I got these three massive cysts on my cheek that eventually kind of came together, and they formed this huge mass on my face, and I was called, they called me in to work on Days of Our Lives, and I lied, and I said I had body hives, because I couldn't even, I couldn't bring myself to admit that I had acne, but it was like, and I had mild to moderate, so I had times where there were terrible flare-ups and other times that I could, you know, cover it up and everything. But I know the zit. Oh, my God. I hate fucking acne. Anyway, so, yeah, it's it's terrible. But you know what? Let's just move on from the acne. And I know okay. you have a new book coming out, so I want to hear all about it because I don't know anything about it. Well, it's not it, it's not a uh, um, a book about politics at all. Okay. So, you know, it is a it is a novel. Um, and I, uh, at one time I used to write novels before <laughs> Trump came along mm -hmm. and I was working on this in 2015, 2016. And, uh, it took me about a year and a half to write it, the body of it. And, um, I don't know, I, I sent it to a few places. I was between agents and then all the Trump stuff happened and I started mm -hmm. writing about that and I kind of put it in my drawer and, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I'm at that point now where I'm like, I have to kind of resume doing kind of the, the, art, the creative things that I did before. Mm -hmm. And I like this book a lot. And I think it's, you know, probably the best thing that I've done in terms of, uh, you know, literary writing. And um, I'm excited for people to, to see it. So the plan is that it's going to come out on, on Sunday. Oh, wow. Is, uh, as we're recording this a week from today. Okay. Uh, that's the plan. Um, it's my own press, which is called Four Sticks Press. So uh, there's little obstacles in the way that maybe <laughs> will delay it but um it's going to be up there uh on amazon okay and the title is empress the secret history of anna k um and it's basically it's a historical work it's 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 the lost autobiography of an heir to the byzantine empire oh wow and her and her impossible path to power that's what it's about so uh yeah there's a lot of stuff in there there's a lot in there byzantine empire super interesting and was it was nutty. They did a lot of nutty things. Like they had eunuchs that ran the, you know, all of the administrative jobs, and there was a lot of eye gouging. Um, oh my you know, God. strange, strange people. And there's a lot yeah. of wars going on and palace intrigue and all kinds of stuff. So it was wow. a lot of fun for me to write. We did a lot of historical research, and um, you know, I, I'm excited to share it. Curious what people are going to think, and nervous yeah. also. Well, of course, like, you know. Last year, um, or two years ago, I guess, the Knicks, which is my basketball team, got in the playoffs, and um, they had not been in the playoffs in such a long time that I forgot that when the team that you actually really like gets in the playoffs, you get, like, nervous and weird mm -hmm. watching a playoff game. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way now mm -hmm. when the book is going to come out, and I'm like, ah, I forgot about all these unpleasant feelings that <laughs> happen when you launch a book into the world. Yeah. Um, you know, which is that, uh, oh, my God, people are not are going to hate it or they're not going to read it yeah. or I, I don't know or, or they're going to ignore it or whatever. You know, it's you, you just don't know what's going to happen and uh, stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. It's there. It'll be there. And um, yeah, thanks for letting me <laughs> let me talk. Oh, about of course. It. Well, I, and I'm just going to go ahead and assume it's good because you're an amazing writer. And I don't just say that to kiss your ass I genuinely mean it you and and I think you already know that you're a very good writer and so I imagine it's going to be a great book and I'm assuming this is a fictional story based on historical events 
it's pretty it's pretty much uh i really do stick to the facts a lot okay and i take i i embellish okay um so you know it, the, the rules are it's almost like poetry you know where you can't if you're writing a sonnet it has to be 14 lines and yeah the rhyme scheme has to be just so like if somebody dies at a certain day at a certain time that's it they're dead you yeah. can't make them live longer than that <laughs> you know <laughs> if somebody gets married you can't make them not get married like mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that happens historically that we know about uh you know has to happen in the book right. it has to be exactly the way that it's presented okay. and um you know there's a there's a it's byzantine so the the narrator of the book is Anna Komnini, who is the daughter of Alexios Komninos, who was the emperor of the Byzantine Emperor during, around the time of the First Crusade. Wow! Um, so there's there's a lot of source material, but there's also not. Right. Um, so there's a lot of places to fill in the gaps and kind of let your imagination, you know, kind of run wild. And uh, that's what I did. I let my imagination run wild. <laughs> that, and that's fun. fun. That's always. Let me ask you this. So you you put it in your drawer because of the Trump years and all of that and then you pulled it out but how how long did it take you to write in its totality even with that I mean you know not including the break I mean it took about a year and a half okay you know to write it and I had to figure out like I wrote an intro to it that has the bridge who I am now and why people know who I am if mm-hmm. they know who I am and why this book makes any sense at all in the context of that and uh, and then I had to come up with the title like it was called the secret history for a long time of Anna Kay and that doesn't really mean anything it could be any number of things mm-hmm. and I just decided to uh, uh, keep the title simple so just Empress it's just you know yeah. it's a tarot card and that's there's empresses and that's what it's about it's about these amazing women uh, particularly a woman named Maria of Alanya, who's a you know historical figure who was married to two different emperors and uh was banging a third so you know <laughs> she was really fascinating and uh you know just mastered all of the the palace intrigue stuff but yeah. nobody knows who she is and right all that so it's pretty well cool let story. me let me ask you this too when you're writing this kind of book are you is your process because i've re- i wrote one fiction book and granted, I didn't have to do any research on it, but still, I, you know, you were putting a story together. So as you were putting the story together, um, were you kind of like watching it play out in your mind? Because that's what I was doing. I had like there was I knew where I was going to go. I didn't have any I never do outlines or anything like that, but I knew what I wanted to create. So I just it just kind of came and you know formed in my brain and like a movie almost and I I just kind of saw it happening and then I typed it down I how does how what is your process I mean I had to do this kind of book is is a little bit different than the normal thing Mm -hmm. just because you're you're so bound to the stuff that happens Mm -hmm. so I had to do a lot of research and figure out the arc of the you know the various characters and how it was going to go and how it was the structure was going to be um, and then, you know, kind of fill in the blanks with historical stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I would read a lot of the history like at night and then I would wake up early in the morning and write about whatever I, you know, whatever mm-hmm. time period it was <laughs> in the book and through the filter of, uh, of the story. But wow. I will say that I've, I've never been quite as inspired to write something as mm-hmm. this. Like I really had a lot of, I mean, again, now it's six years ago, but, yeah. uh, six years, seven years, it's a long time ago, but yeah. I feel, um, I was very, very, uh, as if possessed writing this thing it really uh it came out pretty easily even though it took a long time so it was a lot of fun to write Uh, but now enough time has gone by that i'm like oh i forgot about that (laughs) so i read it it's like new to me yeah 
Yeah, yeah. that I was just um, I'm reading a, my my book Peyton's Choice right now, and I haven't read it in so long. And 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 I'm actually entertained by it, and I'm finding that it's like what I want to write now, but I don't really have a topic, so I have to be moved. You know, you you understand that it's like you have to be moved to write something. Yes. When I wrote Peyton's Choice, I knew I wanted to write about teen abortion. I didn't know what else, but I thought, okay, I need to write about this, and so I don't I don't have the need to write about anything specifically. So I'm just kind of being open, allowing you know whatever idea to come hit my brain, and then I'll go. Um, all right. It'll it'll hit you when it hits you. you yeah, know, exactly. Like and I'm so, not I'm not worried about yeah. it. But it, but when I'm reading it, I'm like, hey, this is pretty fucking good. Now I want to write, <laughs> but I don't have well, anything get, to say. Get to it. You know, no time like friends. <laughs> okay, uh, so I want I want to get into the politics here because um, I want to give you kudos and 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 maybe you'll correct me on this if I am wrong, but okay. you started posting about and you wrote about Leonard Leo, and. Yeah. I don't know how long it was, uh, months, weeks, whatever. Then I hear Chris Hayes talking about Leonard Leo. And I'm like, hey, Greg hit it first. So I don't know if anybody else was talking about Leonard Leo before you, but I want to give you the credit on it, um, or at least for bringing it up and bringing it into my world because I had never heard anything about him. And I just want you to kind of tell everybody who he is and why he's important. Yeah, well, thank you for the for the kudos. I mean, I, I'm writing about stuff that I think is interesting, and certainly plenty of people have written about him before. Um, oh my God, the guy, his name I'm blanking his name in the Daily Beast uh, wrote, wrote a pretty good piece about him, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin wrote a, a, a profile of him in the New Yorker some years ago that it's a little bit too flattering for my taste, but mm-hmm. it's still, you know, there's a lot of good information in there. Uh, Leonard Leo is basically the um, the prime mover behind the Federalist Society and a vast network of I don't even know what they are political organizations called them like five hundred one whatevers. Uh, the Judicial Crisis Network is one. There's a legal fund called the Beckett Fund where Josh Hawley used to work. He he operates that, and the people that run these things are all it's all kind of the same people and. You know, they skirt the rules um, with with giving to political candidates because Mm -hmm. the way that these nonprofits work, uh, as I understand it, you can give 49 percent of the money to political causes. So they'll operate these shell companies or or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, Organization A will give 49 percent of the money to Organization B which will give 49% of its money to organization C mm-hmm. and so on asymptotically to infinity um, with the result that there's this enormous amount of dark money sloshing around the system. And, you know, uh, Kurt Anderson wrote about him and his book a little bit and, and, and Sheldon Whitehouse has been on this, you know, for a long time too. Um, he's also Leonard Leo is the guy that picks the judges. Hmm. You know, it, it, we, we talk about these judges and who's picking them. He's the guy behind the scenes that picks all of the judges he was good friends he's 58 now i think 59 he's in his his late 50s so he's not that old Mm -hmm. when i first started learning about him i assumed he was older than that Mm. um the fact that he's not that much older than me and from new jersey is just bothers me yeah uh (laughs) i don't like when people from new jersey uh, you know do a discredit and disservice to uh, to the guard state pisses me off so um <laughs> but he was you know chummy with clarence thomas chummy with scalia anton scalia 
and was instrumental in bringing all of the the judges in Roberts and uh, Alito and um, you know the the, the the three Trumpy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's basically got he's got uh, six people in there, um, you know, which is crazy. And yeah. he is. I hesitate to say Opus Dei because I don't know who's a member of Opus Dei. They keep it secret, and ultimately it doesn't matter. But there is this group of people uh, who are what I would call radical Catholics. Um, I, can, I, I, I feel fine talking about this because I am a confirmed – I don't practice anymore. I don't go to church, but I am a confirmed Catholic, so mm-hmm. I know radical Catholicism when I see it. Right. Um, there's this group centered around the Catholic Information Center in D.C., um, it originally was run by this guy named Father McCloskey, this Jesuit priest who wound up um, having to leave because he got handsy with one of the parishioners and wound up having to cost the, the group like almost a million dollars to, wow. you know, after they got sued. So but there was a lot of people in this little group that were very influential and if not in Opus Dei had ties to Opus Dei because the priest was, you know, affiliated with that group. So mm-hmm. um this is uh, Leo, certainly Claren- uh, Clarence Thomas, and um, you know, and, and uh, Scalia, and then Alito, and these others are all brought in under that imprimatur. So whether religiously they believe it or not, they're still they're on board with the process. And this is a dangerous thing because we now have six of the nine judges on the fucking Supreme Court who are beholden to this uh, this you know basically. Uh, foreign influence mm-hmm. uh malign foreign influence that's fascistic because you know what do they want they want uh they want no more abortions obviously mm-hmm. they want no more contraception they want no more gay rights of any kind they don't they hate all of that stuff so if you're going to hammer a society through that looks like that well you know three quarters of the people that live in this country don't want that mm-hmm. so how are you going to do it well you're going to take you're going to have a fascist uh, takeover you know and that's where the court is heading um it is lurching the country rightward in a very very fascistic way remember opus day started in spain during the franco reign it has it has deep ties to fascists hmm. and you know it's a it's a bottom down fascist outfit that's what it is yeah. um even within the church wow. not very well you know highly regarded um you know it's considered like a fringe mm-hmm. kind of movement as i understand it so uh, that's who Leonard Leo is, and the danger is now this this billionaire, this guy um, Bari Saeed, just gave him who was in his 90s and uh-huh. was like, "Hey, I have a billion dollars. What's the best way that I can <sighs> do with my 1.6 billion dollars? I know, I'll give it to this fucking guy." So uh, I don't know what's with all these 90 year olds that want everybody to die, but um, I know, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So uh, so now they have a lot of this money. Um, and, you know, they're, they're primed to spend it. They're, they're going to spend it on races. Mm-hmm. They're going to spend it. They were attacking Merrick, Merrick Garland and some of these ads about I can't remember why, um, you know, they, they can use this money. And he Leonard Leo knows how to use it. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's important that people know who he is because he kind of is a guy that likes the shadows. He's yeah. very pompous. And I think he likes it when people say how wonderful he is. Right. But he also understands that if he's really a household name, they have problems. You know, kind of the gig is up. The, the curtain is pulled back, right, and there's right. the great Oz with his, uh, you know, his fob and his fucking fancy wines. Because he, <laughs> he, he likes fancy wines, this guy. Um, he likes to go to Morton's and impress everybody with his knowledge of wines. Yeah. Because, of course. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that's who he is, and he's dangerous. So it's very important that people know his name. Yeah. Leonard Leo. 
He is the, the guy behind all of these movements. He's the guy that picks the judges when there's some shit awful uh, decision that the Supreme Court makes. Ultimately, it's his fault. So um, he's a guy who we need to look into because, again, one of the um, you know byproducts of Citizens United and this dark money is that we don't know where the money comes from. Mm-hmm. Maybe we know this Bari Saeed gave him all this money. But before that, I don't know if it's Russian oligarchs giving him the money. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Saudi whatever is giving him the money. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the Vatican giving him. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. And until they open the books and show us, we're going to assume that it's hostile. And, uh, and that's it. So it's really dangerous. It's antithetical to uh, democracy. And uh, we have to do something about it. We've got to expand the court. You know, best thing we can do is yes. expand the court. Yes. Got to do that, like, as soon as possible. 100%. And, you know, we have to take a quick break, but we're going to be back after this message. Oh, hey, it's Kimberly, the host of the podcast you're listening to right now. Are you my patron on Patreon? If not, it's really easy to sign up. Just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do a patrons-only show after every free show, and I talk about whatever. It can get crazy in there. So again, just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out the tiers and become my patron today. Thank you. And we're back. So that leads me to my next question, which is, okay, well, there's so many things. Okay. I have a question for you, but it's like, there's all these other questions I want to ask first. So I guess I'm going to ask first, how are you? Okay. How are you feeling about the midterms, specifically the house? Um, well, uh, you know, I forgot something up front that I was going to mention okay. before we before we get to your question. I don't know if you knew this, um, but I was secretly knighted by Queen Elizabeth before she died. I don't know if you knew that. I just want to get that out there. Yeah. For true. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really a knight? <laughs> you believe? No, I don't believe you. Honestly, I was thinking about it, and like my the father does idea... this shit to me all the time. I'm just gonna—he does this shit to me all the time, and I uh, fall for it every time. Uh, the, the, the 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 idea of being knighted. I mean, when you really stop and pull back and think about it, it's so fucking stupid. It it's stupid. so it's so dumb. It's like I name you knight. Well, who the fuck are you? You know, I don't. The only sir I recognize is Sir Mix-a-Lot. That's what I want to say that up front. You know. Oh my God! Did my father call you? And I swear to God, he does that to me all the time. Like we'll be talking about a subject, and my he's got. I did inherit his sense of humor, and he's he's very much a teaser. He loves to tease. And but he does it with such a deadpan, and I'm like, are, are you telling me the truth? And then he's like, Do you really think? That? I'm like, I don't know with you because I can never tell. <laughs> I do this all the time. My wife is you, often with people we don't know very well, yeah. and my wife is constantly like, Oh my god, no, no, stop! You know, uh, <laughs> he doesn't really mean that. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> there's always a gullible person like, like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, uh, so I had to get that in because I wrote it on a piece. So, um, <laughs> okay. So, your question about the house—I yeah. have no idea. I mean, okay. look, I, at this point in the discourse, nothing would surprise me about anything. I mean, that's true. We are this this country is so much more racist, mm-hmm. so much more misogynist, so much more homophobic, and so much stupider, mm-hmm. frankly, than I than I thought. I mean, I've been—I'm I, a hopeful guy, as you know. I'm, I'm constantly looking for the, the sort of you know half full glass and, and, and reasons to be, but 
I just I've I've been a little bit jaded lately mm-hmm. by by some of this stuff. Like I I don't understand, for example, why people in Texas can't understand that, mm-hmm. that Greg Abbott is the one that is the reason why their power keeps fucking going out. Yeah. By the way, my power is out as we're doing this, and I'm sitting <laughs> in my car in front of my house, not watching football because the power is <laughs> out. Um, so, you know, but I it, no big deal here now. It'll come on and right. uh, eventually, and and that'll be it. But but in Texas, I mean. You yeah. know, why why is it even close? Mm-hmm. Why is Herschel Walker? Why would anyone want that guy to represent them in the Senate? Yeah, he's he he's. I mean, it's a it's it's sad what they're doing to this guy. Mm-hmm. The Republicans trotting sad. him out like yes. that. He, he's he's clearly not all there. No, and it's uh, uh it, really it's 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 a joke. And this Oz in Pennsylvania. Oh my God. I mean, yeah. I, I think he's going to get his ass kicked. Yes, but it's he, like, dude. He's a fucking Turkish national yeah. who refused to renounce his citizenship. Those people are bad. Mm-hmm. That that government, not the Turks, but the government, the Erdogan government, is fucking bad. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous, and it's they're involved in shit that is not good. Remember when they had like they came to visit Trump and the and the the you know the, the secret service of the Turkish president beat up protesters in front yes. of the White House. Remember yes. that? Yes, yes, that happened. Uh-huh. You know, that's who the, these guys are. You know, they're not they're not fun. Uh, and uh, I would, you know, and Oz is just that we're going to put this guy in the Senate. What fucking? Why would you do that? I know. In addition to he has none of the. I mean, he's a a horrible uh, joke of a person with mm-hmm. just pushing all this bullshit cures mm-hmm. and you know all of his. Uh, I, I mean, really, it's just an, it's it. The op researchers on this guy must have been like, oh my god, wow. You, have you heard Jeez, the latest? Wait. Have you heard the latest about the animals testing? Yeah, and I don't even know if that's true or not. Ultimately, it doesn't matter because we all believe it because he's a fucking scumbag. Well, you know what? There was – I did – I looked it up, and there is something written about it and chronicled. So I, okay. I, can't, I can't remember where it is, but it's chronicled, and it, I don't know if it was a Wikipedia-type source. It was something different than that, and I can't remember the name. But if you just – if you Google it, you can find it, and it, it has been chronicled somewhere. So – for what it's worth, it seems it appears to be real. But let me ask you this because I'm I'm really curious. You know, there's this guy named Simon Rosenberg who I follow, and he's kind of got an optimistic take on the elections based on the stuff that he's seeing. So it's not just you know. Yeah, I like his I like his stuff. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um. So he is based. You know, he I had him on a while back, and he was talking about how the Democrats were up by like one or two points on the at that time the current polling and he said this is not taking into account all of the newly registered vote oh no 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 he said it's not taking into account um the road decision because some of this is kind of um still part of you know some of these pollings are are based on row so they've got to filter out and he goes and then i expect it'll be more of like a four four to five point lead uh in the polls for i think just on the whole democrats and so i think I don't know. He posted something recently that's, you know, that's true. That's happening. But here's the deal. So with Herschel Walker, we've got all the, you know, the road decision um, has meant that a lot of people are now registering as Democrats, a lot of women. And yeah. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that you're going to get a lot of young men, too, who don't want to be forced into parenthood. Um, so, you know, but we know for sure we saw what happened in Kansas uh, with all those people voting to basically yeah. save abortion rights there. And um, I'm wondering if this poll about Herschel Walker, where he's, I think, th- three points ahead or whatever it is, is that accurate? Because 
maybe it's not taking into account all of these newly registered voters. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to throw in there that I had complained, nobody ever polls me, and my boyfriend's like, well, you never answer your phone. So then I answered my phone, and yeah, I got, it was a pollster. So I did give my opinion, and it was a local pollster, and it was from the Democratic Party. But I'm wondering, because it's like, you know, how I'm sure I'm not alone, and you get these calls, and it doesn't say, hi, I'm a Democratic pollster. You know, you just don't know who it is, so you don't answer it. So I'm just wondering if those polls are totally accurate, specifically because of the Roe decision. I don't think they're accurate and, and they, they haven't been accurate in the last bunch of elections. Yeah. So, you know, they're not, they're not far off, I think, mm-hmm. but they're right. not, you know, they don't represent what's real. And yeah. I mean, logic dictates that, look, first of all, the Republican party is, is less than it used to be. Mm-hmm. People defected from that shit mm-hmm. who didn't want to be associated with Trump because he's a criminal and a, a shit human and far and away the worst president we've ever had and we're lucky we survived yeah um and now with all between um and that was you know we we voted to kick his ass out and that was before uh january 6th that was before uh that the impeachment you know that was before uh all of this stuff now with the fbi files mm-hmm. and the which you know spoiler alert of course he's giving them to the end to the bad guys for yeah money. of course Duh. <laughs> you know it, it, there's no reality that i can imagine mm-hmm. in which that isn't what we're going to eventually find out so yeah. like how much more fucking evidence do these morons need and uh i don't know you know but that's the thing is i just don't know yeah. um logic dictates yeah of course we we should do this but you know voting for for Biden over Trump is not the same as voting for, you know, whatever the se- in the Senate of mm-hmm. your state, you know, and maybe people aren't comfortable with the, with the, uh, you know, the Democrat, if they voted Republican their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, the Roe thing, the Dobbs decision is a fucking travesty. Yeah. And these people should, they have blood on their hands. Mm-hmm. It makes me so mad, um, you know, that they just sort of cavalierly condemn people to die and suffer. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really just a disgrace to these is. people. But, uh, you know, I could also see people who are, you know, older than childbearing years, especially men, especially white men being like, I don't care. I yeah. need a tax cut or whatever right. the fuck reason they give. You know, <laughs> I might win the lottery. I don't want to pay more. <laughs> know, you know, know. it's <laughs> so stupid and self-defeating. In it, every it fucking way. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Biden is bending over backwards to help everybody in this country mm-hmm. with the, with the build back plans, mm-hmm. with the broadband, with the Medicare capping, you know, being now able to negotiate with with the pharmaceutical companies, yeah. all of this stuff that is really going to impact people in a positive way. Yeah. Like, you know, most people are going to get a direct benefit from all the stuff that he's done. Yeah. And all people can talk about, well, you know, there were two Marines behind him. When he yeah. said that, you know, the Trump people were fascist. They are. They're fucking fascist, dumbass. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, you, you know, the, I, I do people still watch CNN anymore? I, yes. I, I know there was this whole like, oh, see, what happened to CNN? CNN has fucking sucked this entire time. Yeah. I don't understand. And now Jake Tapper having a roundtable yes. on CNN to discuss whether or not Trump should go to the fucking funeral of a goddamn monarch of a country that is not here who gives a shit yeah and that that biden should invite him the ukrainians are kicking the fuck out of the russians as this is happening all this biden stuff is happening all the trump criminality is happening and all these fuckheads can talk about is that Mm -hmm. jesus turn the channel off it's better off not even to, to do it at all 
you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, my fear. I'm so far afield of your question. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> no, I love it. But the thing that I fear about CNN, because I happen to know some people who would be basically, you know, uh, moderate type Democrats who are older and they watch CNN all the fucking time. And so what I'm worried about is that these things that, you know, I mean, I know these people don't like Trump. So at least there's that. And I, I wonder what they're thinking when they see if they're, you know, I don't know, if, a couple different people that I know, I don't know if they saw that Jake Tapper said that. I don't know if they would just go, that was dumb and, you know, put it aside or if they're going to get sucked into it because it all goes back to, for me, there's that movie called The Brainwashing of My Dad or something like that. And, you know, oh, it's yeah, this yeah. liberal guy who gets sucked into right-wing talk radio and then he becomes a right-winger and he just is like in this echo chamber of right-wing bullshit and so of course when you know his daughter pulls him out of it she she cuts off his right-wing talk you know all the people he listens to limbo all of them he, he finally kind of gets his senses back but if you're on a steady diet of something and you know sometimes cnn is the only channel that people are watching which i can't understand why because it is it's all just panels of people all the fucking time oh and i mean God. msnbc has yeah. panels but it's not as bad as cnn it's i can't i, th I think cnn is unwatchable and this, yeah this is before the latest which we've heard about licked or whatever that fucking guy who owns cnn now um who what's oh god what's his name um why can i never think of this guy's name you sir oh god that's bob's imitation of him and i can't think of his name you know he's, he's the guy he gets kicked off everything he's great and we all love him but he gets kicked off of everything he was a sports guy because because he pisses everyone off he's got the oh, keith overman keith yes overman. thank you so he's yeah. like i warned you about him and so uh you know i mean i don't know and i guess licked took over in april so there's definitely some differences in cnn than there used to be but, you know, I mean, we're seeing it Politico, too, because the guy who owns Politico, I guess, did like some fucking prayer meeting in 2020 that Trump would become president. And, you know, I mean, obviously, I know Renato Mariotti writes for Politico. Renato is a good person. And, you know, he's he's an ally. He's a true patriot and all of that. So whether it's the New York Times or, you know, CNN or whatever, there's always going to be Jim Acosta's wonderful. He's not an idiot. But some of the people... In, in you know in these outlets aren't ne necessarily especially the owners I I'm very concerned because I feel like they're not worried about anything because even if we become a fascist country they will if if they are on the side of fascism right now uh, that will be remembered and then they'll just be they'll just basically become Pravda or propaganda outlets so that they can maintain their income. And, you know, if you're a Jim Acosta and you can't do it, then you'll be out. But they'll keep yeah. people and they'll just turn into Fox or whatever kind of a propaganda machine they have to in order to survive and continue to make money. And that's what scares me. And obviously that's not what CNN is today or Politico, but still it could, you know, morph into that. And that's what really worries me. And especially it can take along some moderate Democrats who people love to think that they're not easily led but sometimes they are <laughs> you know i mean and well tv's tv's the medium for it and and, yes. and for people that don't like you know the way that that media companies work at newspapers and and also supposed to be at, in broadcast uh, tv as well there is a wall mm -hmm. between the publishing side which is the side that has the money and the mm -hmm. advertising and all that and the editorial side there's yes. not supposed to be contact you're not supposed right. to 
the, the, the publisher, the person who's making the money, the Rupert Murdoch of mm -hmm. the outfit is not supposed to waltz over and be like, hey, mm -hmm. push this and not that. They're not supposed to have any influence at all. Aside from, hey, we're going to do this and we might get sued. What do you, you know, if yeah. there's a question or something like that, maybe. But it, yeah. they're not supposed to drive the editorial process. That's what they, that's what editors do. Mm -hmm. That's what they're supposed to do. And the, the, the lines of this shit are so fucking blurry. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that that's the way these things are supposed to set up. And historically, during the golden age of journalism, were set up, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to go completely into uh, batshit insanity land where they're just, you know, like Tucker Carlson today talking about how uh, – you know, by any objective measure, Putin is winning the war in Ukraine. It's like, God, what the no. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no. And you know, you 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 fluffer of dictators. <laughs> I shouldn't giggle, but I can't help it. That's um, what he is. I know he he's is. He's a fucking fluffer. Yeah. And um, and if people know what that word means, they'll be laughing. And if they don't know, <laughs> it's okay. You got to look it up. Just look up fluffer on the internet. You'll you'll find out if you don't already know. All right, so um, my, nas my next question for you is <laughs> obvious. Merrick Garland. So I want to ask you, if you how do you feel about, you know, where he is right now? I Obviously, we're still dealing with, like, half of the Twitter people. I mean, I don't know what it's like outside of Twitter. So half of the people on Twitter are like, I love Merrick Garland. He's doing a great job and we shouldn't ever question him. And then the rest of the people are like, fuck Merrick Garland. He's not doing a good job and he needs to go. So where do you stand? Well, I'm not in either one of those camps. Me you know? neither. I, Me I neither. think, first of all, like, he's not a bad guy. He's not corrupt. Right. Okay. He's he's a he's a judge mm -hmm. he was brought it he was a judge for a long time he should be on the fucking supreme court right now instead yes. of gorsuch but no okay so he's coming at things from a judge's point of view and not a prosecutor's point of view mm -hmm. that's that's a problem but that doesn't mean that he's like on the take or he's not doing anything or any of that mm -hmm. okay um i don't i think the main problem with him and with the doj in general is a lack of of uh talking to people now he did he's done it a couple times he came on he did some interviews and every time he does that people really respond to it mm -hmm. and it fucking works mm -hmm. so the the lesson that i hope that they're learning from that is do more of this please yeah this is a time in american history we have never been in this position other than in the 1860s mm -hmm. we've never been like this it's never happened before that a, that the president of the goddamn united states stole secrets stole classified information and uh, it sure looks like you know gave them to other people uh yeah. that's fucking bad <laughs> and all, also he he did the insurrection and and killed everybody with covid-19 right Sorry. but yeah this is we are in unprecedented grounds i get the whole well the department of justice doesn't do that well now it needs to there right. needs to be a pu more yeah. public face so whenever he does something like that it makes me happy because Everybody was all the people in Twitter calm down. It's you know? so that's true. what happened. And that's all that you need. You want them to calm down. You want everybody yeah. on the same goddamn page. So yeah. I wish, I really wish that they would do better with communicating stuff. Like yeah. somebody wrote a thing saying, Well, Trump is not going to be charged. DOJ says not until after the election. I don't know if that's true or not. Right. I don't know who these sources are. If that's true, say it in some way that uh 
that, that so we know for sure. Yeah. And explain why, you know, even if it's just we're still investigating. These things take time. Right. It's unlikely that this thing is going to be wrapped up in the next month. Therefore, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I, they, they, they're a, a building full of lawyers. They can figure out how to express what <laughs> exactly. they need to express. But like do it, you know? Yeah. Now, that part is annoying. Mm-hmm. The flip side of this guy and, and his, his good side, his superpower, is that he is meticulous and he's by the book and he doesn't make mistakes from on the legal side of things. Like from, I, I don't know any of I'm, I just go by legal Twitter. I'm not mm-hmm. a lawyer by any stretch. Um, when I die and go to hell, they'll give me hazelnut <laughs> coffee and send me to law school. But like everybody seems to be sort of unanimous. Whatever the DOJ comes out with some document or something, everyone, the legal Twitter people are like, oh, my, it's like they just walked out of watching Showgirls or something. Where they can't, <laughs> they, they're like fanning themselves and, in, in, you know, and uh, so he's clearly hitting the right points yeah. with all this stuff. And, uh, you know, get, putting Trump in this corner. So, um there are probably if he's not prosecuting now, it probably isn't because of this rule that says they have to wait to the. He's not in an election; they can do whatever they want with him. Right. I think it's because they just need more time, and it may be like every time he opens his fucking mouth, he, there's more evidence. Like yes. this special master thing, which I was nervous about, apparently is 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 just going to fuck Trump. Yes. You know, because he has to give up more information. <laughs> like he's just tying himself in knots, and it's not going to work this time. You know, I, I think now. At the end of the day, Merrick Garland is – it doesn't matter what I think or what you think or anything else because ultimately he's going to be judged by how he handled this, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. So if Trump walks, if they can't figure out a way to get this guy for stealing our documents, our, our most secret, top-shelf level mm-hmm. stuff, you know, uh, my friend, our friend uh, – LB said, "This is this this looks like the greatest case of espionage, the worst, yes. most damaging espionage ever mm-hmm. in the history of the country. It makes what Snowden did look like right. fucking nothing, yeah. like yeah. passing a goddamn note yeah. in algebra class. Okay, this is bad. And if and and not only is it bad, it's cut and dry. Mm-hmm. It's not like I get why we want him to be charged with the insurrection. That's complicated. Yeah, exactly. There's lots of ins and outs. Exactly. They have to prove state of mind. This is not that. No. You're not allowed to have the shit." And you had it. Yeah. That's it. Game over. <laughs> Go to fucking jail. I don't give a shit that you were the president. Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> Bill Clinton doesn't have shit laying around. Right. George W. doesn't. Exactly. Why the fuck do you? Yeah. Because he's a Why are the Saudis at, at, at Bedminster? Yeah. Yes. Did you, did you put shit in the golf bag? Oh, my oh God. My wow. So I want to ask you, too, a little bit about, um, I mean, you have all these, obviously, you have all these articles up that you've written, and- in one way or another, it's just about the dangers of Trump and the fascist GOP. And I, you have uh, the Trump GOP is an existential threat to democracy with Craig Unger. And you say if – okay, and this, this was about Liz Cheney. So I'm going to ask you a – like I want to ask you a, a first a quest, like an overall question and then I want to ask about the Liz Cheney thing. But you do say if a sane strategical GOP coalesced around – Liz, uh, Liz Cheney presidential candidacy, she would give President Biden a run for his money in 2024. Gen X woman versus the silent gen- generation man. That's interesting. Um, but so first, what I want to ask you about is, I mean, I know this is obvious, but for, for those of us who are just kind of like up and down every day, afraid of what's going to happen, not sure uh, 
can you kind of just lump it all together and say it in plain language what these dangers are and how they will affect us because I think that a lot of us get lost in you know like you're saying there's certain people who are just focused on inflation gas prices or taxes or whatever it is and then you know there are other people out there who are like oh my god what are we going to become and 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 people don't even know what to make of it but it's like if this if we allow if we allow the GOP to win or if they are so corrupt and they're able to steal at least just the house where do you see this country going and what what does this GOP fascism mean for us well at the end of the day it's about voting mm-hmm. you know that's what it's all about like i'm a democrat small d mm-hmm. i believe that every citizen of this country who is of age should have the right to vote you know, and it should not be infringed. I know they like that phrasing, <laughs> but like, I don't care if you're in prison. I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're Paul fucking Manafort or, or, or Roger Stone. Okay. Everybody needs to vote in my view. That's how democracy is supposed to work. And not only that, but everybody's vote in a presidential election should count equally. I agree. So, yeah. um, but that is not what happens. No. We have a situation where, uh, you know, many, I, I forget the number off the top of my head, many of our recent presidents did not win the popular vote. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so we're used to this now because we're used to watching CNN or whatever, I guess somebody else now, on election night and talking about now California's in and now blah, 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 and, uh, and, and this electoral college stuff. But the electoral college is fucking dumb. It's an it anti-democratic yeah vestigial remain from slave days that's what it is Mm -hmm. so you know somebody that beams down here from outer space and says okay how did how explain to me how the election of 2016 worked well we had hillary against donald and hillary got 2.8 million more votes than donald did and then our martian visitor would say oh then hillary won not so fast you see there's this thing called the electoral college which (laughs) just basically means to the martian oh so you cheated (laughs) <laughs> you took it. You took the system, and you mangled it in such a way that that thwarted the will mm-hmm. of the people. So, what do we want this country to be? Do we want the country to be something where the will of the people is heeded, or not? not neither of the parties are perfect. The mm-hmm. Democrats ignore the pop. You know, most people also for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. but they are much more likely to give people what they want than the Republicans who only care about power, tax cuts, and the rest of us dying. Um, And I'm not even being, I'm not saying that to be funny, and I'm not not saying it hyperbolically. They literally Mm -hmm. want us to die. Mm -hmm. The abortion thing is is a death sentence. The the fact that we don't have health, universal health care in this Mm -hmm. country is is insane. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you pull back and think about it for five minutes, all the other countries have it except us. Mm it's inexcusable why because they they just want to make more fucking money and they don't care if you die yeah and that's that's just how it is so that's that's what's going on um those are the choices and what republicans are doing through in congress and also and in at the state level now because you're seeing these weird maga secretaries of state Mm -hmm. that they're running to try to overturn elections okay they are taking the, the the thing that makes the country really great, which is our electric, our, you know, our election system. That's mm-hmm. what it is. That's why America is what it is. We do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are trying to poison it. They're trying to fuck with it in such a way that it ruins it forever and ensures minority rule. Mm-hmm. That's not a democracy. Nope. That just means 
that a minority of people and also the minority isn't like the hippies unfortunately you know it's the assholes Mm -hmm. it's the people supported by libertarian billionaires yes where libertarian is a euphemism for selfish prick okay (laughs) um so that's that's what's at stake you want inflation you to be addressed you want this you want that both sides Mm -hmm. you want you want um your your student loans to be forgiven whatever you want nothing is going to happen without the elections being fair Mm -hmm. and they are going to try everything in their power to make them unfair um they're they're going to put their thumbs on the scales they're going to make it so that if you have a criminal record you can't vote if you uh you know if 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 you don't have id that's Mm -hmm. that's active you don't vote if they they just per if you're not registered in time uh, even though you might have been, they and they purge the voter rolls. Mm-hmm. Whoops! You should have checked. You're not allowed to vote. Right. Um, if you live in a in a predominantly black part of Texas, they're going to make it so that there's only one place to drop off your mail-in ballot at a mm-hmm. county the size of Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Whereas if it's if it's a white part of Texas, then that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. They do shit like this. You know, the gerrymandering. Both sides do that. Yes. You know, whatever. But. Even the fucking census Donald Trump fucked with and is not accurate, right, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think there's more people and I think there's more minorities than than what was showed in that last census. Yeah. And that, that helps the Republicans, too. So every time, every way that they can to fuck with the vote, they're going to fuck with the vote until we get to the point where the vote doesn't matter anymore. And it's just it's like in Hungary or Russia where it's just window dressing. Did you go vote? Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't matter because the, the person that they want in charge is going to stay in power. And, uh, you know, I, this is an imperfect country. It always has been. But when you go full bore fascist, it's really, really hard to pull out of it. Yes. And we're headed in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's I don't think it's inevitable. It's blinking red. Mm-hmm. Um the abortion thing might be it. There's definitely a, a conflict between states' rights and federal rights. Yeah. Suddenly the Dred Scott decision and the fugitive slave law are suddenly relevant to our lives, which mm-hmm. I never, never thought that that would be possible. Um, you know, what happens if, if there is a fascist takeover, if the Republicans mm-hmm. take, you know, through, through manipulating the, the, the systems, uh, you know, not hacking into the thing, but just saying, no, you can't vote and you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, these votes don't count because you did this. You jaywalked once, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever reason. What happens if, if they take over and they enact these abortion laws uh, everywhere? Mm-hmm. And New York State, for example, where I live, says, no, we're not going to do that. Right. Anybody can come to New York and get an abortion. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. What are they going to if somebody comes up here from Alabama? Are we really going to let? some Alabama state trooper come to New York and take her away. Yeah. And, at, at, you know, and, and at what point do we say, fuck it, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're out. We're going to have our own country now. You know, mm-hmm. we'll take New Jersey and Connecticut and Massachusetts and, and you guys can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> uh, because that's the other, you know, the, the Bryn Tannehill, who I've had on my show, who, who's written extensively about this. You know, she says that the two solutions, the two ways that it's going are either the Hungary model, where it's basically illiberal democracy, which is just you know a, a fascist in charge, and they mm-hmm. vote and pretend it's okay, or it's Yugoslavia where it breaks up. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. you know, and in those two, and in those two cases, I would, I personally would rather live in you in, in in you know in the blue whatever, mm-hmm. and, and be rid of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I don't think that that's inevitable. 
But the voting is everything. Mm-hmm. If it continues the way that it is, we need to win the midterms. We need to expand, especially yes, the Senate. Yes, yes. And we need to expand the fucking court. The court. And yeah. not like by two. We need to have like mm-hmm. 81 Supreme Court justices. That will make <laughs> Leonard Leo, his stupid fucking head explode. Because all of this decades of work would immediately be for nothing. Wow. Right? And 81 justices are harder to, to, to bribe or influence or whatever else yeah. uh, th- than nine. You know? Nine people is not a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know all their names. I don't want to know what their health history is. <laughs> I don't want to have to worry that, that, that Sonia Sotomayor has diabetes. Like, I don't want right. to know these things. Right. I just want everything to be fair. And I think most people want that, yeah. you know? And the Republicans don't. They want a fascist thing. Mm-hmm. They don't like women. They don't like gay people. They don't like trans people. They don't like minorities. They don't like immigrants. They don't like most people. Mm-hmm. They don't like non-Christians, you know? Yeah. So they want a minority rule. And we have to not let them have it. Yes. And that's it. It's as simple as that. So, yeah, I'm a 50-year-old almost white guy, you know, straight white guy. This shit is not going to affect me in any way, probably. I would be fine in a fascist United States. But I don't want to live in a fascist United States. Yeah. I don't want to just have me be fine. I want everybody to be fine. Right. And I you don't know, want... yeah, I mean, it's not that fine either because the at least at this point in the game, you you still have that kind of promise and hope uh, for success. And, you know, I mean, this, what you're doing right now, I mean, I don't know what you do outside of politics for a living, but, you know, you, in, I don't know that we'd be able to be doing this in a fascist country where we can just sit on a fucking podcast and criticize the president or government or whoever. And um, yeah. so, you know, as much as, I mean, because I think the same thing, I worry about it. And I think, what if this is a, a fascist country? How will I fare? I mean, I'm a woman, so... You know, I'm a white woman, but I'm a woman and I'm not a woman anymore that's going to worry about having kids or anything. I don't have to worry about that. I'm 54 years old, so that's over. But I'm like you, though. I mean, I think about my niece and, and, and the all the young women of this country. And I can't even believe, you know, when I was when I was 20, 21, 22, whatever. I mean, there was a time where I was in between jobs and I needed birth control. And I think at that time, it wasn't even because I was sexually active. I think I needed it because I took it three times in my life. There was one time I took it because of uh, not wanting to get pregnant. One time I took it because my cramps were so terrible. I used to pass out from the pain and I would see stars and I would be out of work for like three days because I couldn't fucking move. And I would take birth control and then I, once I took that, I was fine. But then another time I took it, uh, it was for my acne. And it cleared up my acne. So, you know, it wasn't <laughs> just to bring it full circle, yeah. just to bring it full circle. Yeah. But, um, you know, I I remember thinking, you know, God, I would go to Planned Parenthood. I had no money. And all I need to do was make a donation if I chose. And I got birth control for free. I'd get a little fucking bag of 12 packets of birth control that would last me for a year. And once I was employed, I went to the doctor you know, and I got my prescriptions for birth control through my doctor. But when I was not employed for, you know, a brief period, I don't know, a couple of months or whatever it was, you know, it really helped me. And so I can't imagine a war, you know, a, a living in a nation where that's not possible for all the young women. Every every single person should have that option. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. And then I just kind of want to go into before we, we start to close um, the thing about the, the Liz Cheney. 
Now you're, you know, you say if a, a sane strategical GOP coalesced around the list, Tracy, she would have a shot against Biden, and I totally agree with you. I think she would. That's not going to happen though, and so um, I want you just talk a little bit about that and where you think it's going to go. I mean, I know nobody necessarily wants to talk about 2024 right now uh, because we've just got to get through this upcoming election, but it's still on all of our minds because. You know, right now, the leader in, I think the race is Ron, well, I think it's Trump, but after him, it's Ron DeSantis. Um, I think that it doesn't really matter who they put up because they're not going to put up a Liz Cheney. And I, I can't even stand Mitt Romney, but I th- believe that if he were to be the president, he would go through with a peace, you know, peaceful transfer of power. And so would Liz Cheney. They would be terrible presidents and we would be in big fucking trouble. But at least if when we would have elections, we could trust that they would leave if they lost. So <laughs> <laughs> the bar is so fucking low. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just get out. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think that, you know, if, if you're looking at it, what I mean by strategically is, OK, you're the Republican Party. You have your platform. You have what you want, which is, again, tax cuts and everybody else can die. But mm-hmm. that's the Republican platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, they want to expand their power, put their shit judges in there and continue on our road to fascism. OK. It doesn't matter who the president is in the sense because they're going to enact if they're if they are Republican, they're going to, you know, Liz Cheney voted with Trump like something like 93 yeah. percent of the time. You know, she's not some tree hugger. OK. Right, right. And uh, <laughs> but uh, like you said, she she, you know, chose country over party. Mm-hmm. And when, when, when Trump tried to overthrow the fucking government, which cannot be stated enough. Right. OK. She was like, hey, maybe that's bad. I draw the line at overthrowing the government outright, okay? <laughs> so I thought even a couple of years, whatever it was, a year, year and a half ago, I remember telling my son, Liz Cheney's going to run for president in, mm-hmm. in 24 because what's going to happen is Trump is going to go down and anybody that's even remotely associated with his taint, with his stink, is going to be done. No one's going to want to, is going to be able to run who is associated with him in any way. The Republicans will look to someone who has no association with him, quite the opposite. And here she is, clearly not in the Trump camp. And also she's Dick Cheney's kid, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. <laughs> and has and is and is fucking she is presidential. She is. Mm-hmm. She demonstrated that in the in yeah. those committee meetings. Like if they're, you know, forget about the politics and the and the policies and this and that. If we're like at war or something and she's in the situation room, I'm like, okay, fine, she'll be fine. Right. You know, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. You know? And and it's at, on some level, that's what you're voting for. Trump mm-hmm. in the Situation Room. What? What do they give him? Like a fucking fidget spinner, and then uh, <laughs> Stephen Miller is making. I mean, God, we're so lucky that nothing worse happened than what happened. So, uh, but I don't think they're going to do that. I just, I think it's too late. They're mm-hmm. so tied to this guy, and uh, you know, uh, Ruth Bengiat tweeted something today. It was about Tucker Carlson talking about Putin, but it's the same idea. Like the fealty to the to the to dear leader mm-hmm. has to continue even unto like certain political death. Wow. And that that's what's happening here. It, it, it's, you know, these Marco Rubio, what a fucking traitor. Yes. That little sh- yeah. shrimp dicked awful man is right. <laughs> he, he, he is the, he's on the fucking intelligence committee, the Senate intelligence committee. He's the senior ranking Republican on that committee. He knows more secrets than almost anyone alive. He goes wow. on TV mm-hmm. and says, oh, this is a uh, uh, the files. It's a storage issue, he says. Yeah. A storage issue? 
What fucking the jerk. Fuck? That's like saying God. Jeffrey Dahmer is is being incarcerated because of his dietary restrictions. <laughs> right. You know, it, 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 it's 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 <laughs> shit. And uh you know, there's no more reason for it other than he's bought, he's owned. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. Um, yeah. And they have to get rid of, they have to purge in order for that party, for the conservatives in this country to have a party. They need to purge the traitors. Mm-hmm. I just did a, an interview with Victor Rudd, which is going to be on my podcast on Friday. Uh, he's a big Ukraine expert guy, and he was talking about, uh, you know, in these years, a Republican, mostly because. He admired Reagan's handling of of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. the fall of the Soviet, and he he's like the irony that these people the, 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 from Reagan's party who like Reagan who you know worship Reagan are in bed with yeah. Putin. It's just you just can't believe it, you right. know. Uh, and it's true, and it didn't even take very long no. for, this, for this to happen, you know. Not at it, all. It's nuts. It's nuts. 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 So. I don't know. I mean, a lot can happen in a short period of time with mm-hmm. presidential elections. Yes, um, true. You know, we don't know. I, I Christy Nome is one to keep an eye out for. I mm-hmm. think if they, they they hate women so much that they probably would would rather uh, nominate. Uh, I, I don't even know a, a farm animal that's a man than a, than a human woman because uh, they're just so so hateful. But if they want to win, they have to run a woman. I think. I think they have to. I Interesting. Think it's a no-brainer. Well, but you know the thing is, is and I would be, con- I would wonder, would they, would a lot of misogynists just stay home because it's a woman, or would they be like, fucking, I'm going to vote for a woman because I'm on the right and I march in lockstep? I don't know. I, I th- really don't I know. I think they they'd come around to it, and also that yeah. I've noticed lately the the MAGA stuff, the the you know the, the the sort of memes where Trump is dressed like a king or dressed like yeah. Superman or Rambo or that, you know, those seem to be going away now mm-hmm. in favor of more just anti Biden stuff. Yeah, I feel like they're really trying, they're really hitting Biden, and um, you know, I I think they're, you know, th- that's the attack. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I swear to God, if the so Republicans put up a you know, woman and, before and, and we do. The other thing we don't want to talk about is that Biden is not young. Right. And uh, he needs to really be healthy for the next uh, so, two and a half years. I'm not going to say anything other than what I'm just going to say right now, which is not a lot. <laughs> 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 but I think almost 99% sure, because of somebody that I talked to, that there is a contingency plan. So... And the contingency plan would be effective, and that's all I'm going to say. So right. um, I, sa- I okay. know I sound like an Italian. I'm sure they've they've thought it through, but yeah. it, I think he's going to be fine. And so do I. Be, so do I. As long as he's ambulatory, he's yes. going to run, and he's going to win. Right. And I and and I I mean I think he's great, and I'm not saying that I want him to not run, or and it's not about what I want or what I don't want. No, it's no, just, I get it. We should, what I heard. should be thinking about this. Yeah, yeah we it's can't just be what I heard. It's just what I heard. Um, okay, so before I let you go, I want yep. you to tell us what we have to be hopeful for. Um, okay, so um, Vladimir Putin last seen with Trump kneeling before him in Helsinki. <laughs> Boy, is he on the run! Oh in, yeah, in, in Russia, he is. He <laughs> is toast. This, this, the Ukrainians are kicking the shit out of the Russians. They, they, this counteroffensive uh, retake of the land that Russia had temporarily claimed is. It's been a. Uh, I it, even the military experts that were watching it, mm-hmm. uh, as I as I observed, were like, "There's no way that this report can be true." 
that they gained that much ground this that quickly and then they're like oh actually they gained more <laughs> you know like it's that yeah. level of of it so, so uh, cool. yeah that's, that's good yes. putin is a is a fucking awful person yes. he's responsible for so much of the of the awfulness and even though you know the russian government will probably be run by some other horrible person mm -hmm. uh it's not him and i think that's a good thing yeah um putin getting getting you know you uh ousted whether just ousted just you know politically or uh window cancer um <laughs> i think would have a ripple effect on the republican party yes oh god yes uh in, in weird ways that that i don't know what they're going to be and uh you know i i i think that i think we're set up pretty i do think we're set up pretty well uh for the midterms yeah i think that um you know the the dobbs decision is really going to animate people to go vote in ways that that the the white old guy pundits on the news <laughs> shows are under selling for some reason. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I think I may be wrong, but I don't think that, you know, it, it's not an issue that's going to go away. Right. Yeah. You know, um, the, <laughs> uh, cause it's a life and death issue. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not something as simple as, Oh yeah, well it would be right. nice to, you know, do this, but we can't. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, they want you to die. So, right. um, you know, uh, in the, I, I guess it was it was Victor I was talking to yesterday quoted uh, Golda Meir, who was the Israeli Prime Minister, and said, you know, uh, they want us dead, and we would rather live, and I don't see any way to compromise those two things, you know, and that's the thing. This is a life and death struggle here, and yeah. uh, for a lot of people, and and I think a lot of people know it, you know. Um, I'd be very curious to see what the the vote numbers are for the eighteen to twenty five crowd. Yes, and, you know, and, and how many of, of them vote for uh, for the Democrats? I think it's going to be a very, very big number. It's it's going to be. I think it's probably hard to poll. That would be my guess. Yes, yes. And, uh, and now David yeah. Hogg is kind of back on the side of the Democrats. So I think that because he's influential, he has influence over young people, and I and he's recently been praising the Democrats. So I think that's good. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. And uh, I don't know. You know. We'll see. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful for those things. Yeah. And Me too. Uh, I don't know. You know, we've been it's been like six years of shit. Like we're due mm -hmm. for something good to happen. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, yes. law of averages. You know, yes. I mean, I mean Ruth, I, Bader, Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, and, talked about the pendulum. So yeah, it's got to swing back to us now. It's the pendulum is swinging. And my God, like Trump. I mean, this thing with the files is really bad. I know. I know. Like they, I know that he's always gets away with it and. You know, it's always, oh, and then this is, has to happen. And right. uh, now we're going to get a special master. And then right. they'll invent some other cockamamie yes. term that I've never heard of. And, <laughs> uh, you know, just to kick the can further. But at some point, um, he's either going to die before it happens or he's going, justice is going to catch up to him. Yeah. You know, you, you can't do what he did and not get busted yeah. for it. I think he's uh, going to for sure get I, indicted. You yeah. know, I mean, just, and, and once indictments come. Yeah it's very hard for them to continue to support the whole thing. Right. You know, yeah. um, it, it, the, the criminality around the guy, I mean, all of his campaign people are in jail or in trouble. Like yeah. how many, you know, it's just Manafort. There's now there's Bannon and there's Roger Stone and there's Mike Flynn and there, all these people around him are, are, are felons or were under indictment and got pardoned or whatever. It's not, it's a bad look. Yeah. And Jared with his $2 billion, know. Uh, you know, bailout, whatever you yeah. want to call it from, from the Saudis is also a bad look. And I think, you know, the house committee is going to investigate that and right. should. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, there's a lot to be uh, excited about, cautiously optimistic about, and, uh, you know, I don't know. That's, yeah, cautiously optimistic is pretty much my deal. So I'm, Football I'm, started, I'm you know, I, I don't like the period <laughs> of time where basketball is over and before football starts because I don't watch baseball and it, I, it makes me feel disjointed and weird. And I, I always feel much more uh, at ease when there's football games on. So, um, <laughs> well, yeah. for me, I feel more at ease when it's not hot and humid outside. So I'm that too. Just so excited yeah. about I mean, I'm I'm like nervous about the fall because of the midterms, but I'm excited about the fall because I'm just fucking over summer. I am so sick of summer and I hate it. Um, but at least, you know, I mean, I, I miss California so much, but I don't miss the fires and all the droughts. So I'm just trying to look on the bright side. So, you know, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. trying to do here. Um, <laughs> all right. So of course, as I always ask you, tell everybody to, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, I'm on Twitter at Greg Oliar. Um, my, my Substack and my podcast are both called prevail. And you can watch me and my friend, Lincoln's Bible, Stephanie LB, on Friday nights on our YouTube channel, which is called, uh, our live YouTube show, which is called The 5-8. Awesome. And of course, my books are on Amazon. And as I said, I'm reading my book right now, and it's good, so you should get it, Peyton's Choice. I mean, it's a young adult book, but still, it's good. And um, I'm author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Greg, I absolutely adore you. Thank you for giving me your time today. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's great to talk. Take care. Bye-bye.